I am joined by the fabulous Andrea Nuremberg. Andrea, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Deb. How are you? Oh, not bad. I understand you're in New York. I'm in Atlanta, and the station is Denver, so I think we've got all points covered here. <laughs> well, before we, we go do. on, let me tell everybody just a little bit about you, um, because we're going to be slightly changing up what we talk about today, but obviously it will always tie into social media. But I love this topic. It's going to be so great. So Andrea Nuremberg is an executive coach networking strategist and consultant. She is the force behind the Nuremberg Consulting Group called A Networking Success Story by none other than the Wall Street Journal. Andrea is founder and president of the Nuremberg Group, which is a sales and marketing consulting firm which focuses on teaching the communication skills that impact the bottom line and create more business both new and retained. Andrea helps individuals, associations, and companies build their reputation, reach, and success by improving relationships. Her company partners with an array of businesses in the financial services, media, and technology companies, and she has written seven books on strategic networking and relationship marketing. And this will just show you how well thought of and how good Andrea is. She has traveled to 68 countries, but more importantly, she has worked in 25 other countries. So again, Andrea, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Great, great. Well, you know, what we want to talk about is networking. And it's something that every person who is in business absolutely has to do. And, you know, it's, it happens online through social media. It happens offline in our personal connections. And so it is something that every person does. But I want to take a step back. And let's, you know, I, I think maybe everybody might have even their own definition as to what networking is. So, Andrea, tell us what networking means to you and why you've defined it that way. Okay, that's a great question. I always say the opposite of networking is not working. And what I mean by that is every time you meet someone, that person could be a, someone that you do business with. It could become a contact, a client, a friend, or they might know a person who could become one of those or you mm -hmm. might just be helping paying it forward. The funny thing is that um, networking is about building relationships. It's really common sense. It's just not always common practice. And you do not have to always be at, quote, an event. We are doing it all the time, any day, every day, all the time with both the people we meet for the first time and also those people that we're digging deeper into a relationship. So it's the, the definition, I often say, is a misunderstood word because mm -hmm. it is – really developing and maintaining quality relationships that are mutually beneficial. It's an ongoing process to make those connections. And I always say them they can last a lifetime. So it's almost like right. having that attitude, if you will. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think what you said is, is so critical for us to think about because so many times we do just kind of assume that it's business relationships that we're talking about, mm -hmm. which, you know, yes, that, that's predominantly true, but, you know, I'm also networking if I tell my neighbors about a good person who can provide a security system for them or, Absolutely. you know, all this, you know, and, and so it, it's something that I think we probably always need to keep in mind and we'll talk later on about how <clears throat> sometimes that doesn't always happen on social media yeah. or, you know, even in our, our personal relationships. But it is it is one of those ongoing things, and uh, it's something that 
I think you know, we, we need to be aware of because maybe it is while we're in line at the grocery store or we're talking with people at church or, you know, we are at an actual business event. Yeah. It's, you know, how are we doing those things? Now, you know, one of the things that I'm always curious about and I want to get your opinion on is do women network, network differently than men? <laughs> well, you know what? Net- women are great at networking if they would mm-hmm. believe that because the reality is we're good at nurturing the relationship. Right. We mm-hmm. really listen. And again, these are stereotypes. Because if right, we right. Have, mm-hmm. There are many men, as we both know, that are doing these two all the time. But primarily, when I had a section in one of my books on that about gender networking, and mm-hmm. women primarily, we listen, we nurture, we look to understand. You and I could have a conversation for five minutes and know everything about each other, right? Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times men might have that same conversation and not know two or three things about each <laughs> other. And they might say, well, for us, that works. I mean, there are pros and, you know, areas of improvement on both sides. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of, yes, we do do it a little bit differently. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I think one thing that I've noticed, and again, I'm, I'm stereotyping, is that women might remember things. So, yeah. you know, I might have told my neighbor, for example, um, something about me. And five years from now, she'll go, oh, I know the person I need to connect you with. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times it, it definitely seems like for men, it is more instantaneous type of things. And, and, you know, again, not that that's a good or a bad thing, but I think it's something that we need to remember when we're out networking. You know, I might have talked with a gentleman 20 times, but I need to maybe remind him about what I do or you know, what type of client it is. Whereas a woman, you know, I might not need to ever tell her again and, and she'll remember that. Exactly right, and that's so true. And that, by the way, is such a perfect example because those are things we do all the time, and people are so shocked when you remember those things. Mm-hmm. You know, Deb, I wanted to put you in touch with so-and-so. You had right. mentioned something about mm-hmm. exactly, and people are like, how did she remember that? Well, possibly you wrote it down, right? Mm-hmm. Or you put it away or something because we do have that capacity to really actively listen even more mm-hmm. so. It's the way our brains right. are, are formulated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, say I'm the, the, the woman, obviously, mm-hmm. who you know, has all this going on. What, you know, what tips would you have for actually for both sexes to kind of transition and have the, the good, good uh, qualifications and, and uh, things from either side? Well, one of the things is for no matter who you're talking to, and this goes back to our basics, almost like executive presence, is make sure that mm-hmm. when you're talking to somebody that you're fully present and that you're mm-hmm. really listening. Too often when I uh, do workshops, I'll say, how often do you remember the color of that person's eyes or that you really paid attention? Because eye contact is so important. But you can't just listen with your eyes. You want That's part of it. But you also have to listen with your ears and mm-hmm. ask people questions. I have what I call a four-part process. Every time you connect with somebody, whether you're at a networking event or we're having a conversation, you want to learn something about them. So in order to really mm-hmm. learn, you want to ask a question, you know, tell me about yourself or something that will intrigue the other person to tell you something about them. Store that away. And very often I carry with me what I call my networking toolkits. If we're in a, a long a conversation, I might say, mm-hmm. you know, just so I can remember some of the things to be able to follow up at another time, would it be okay to write a few notes down? People never say no. They're almost honored if you do that very Mm -hmm. often. So you learn something about them. Then based on what you learned, it's always good to give a suggestion, an idea, a thought, 
something that you base based on what you just told that person. You know, that's interesting that you're in that line of work. You know, there might come a time where I might be able to put you in touch with someone. I'd mm-hmm. like to learn a little bit more. Would it be all right with you if I sent you over this or something to that mm-hmm. effect? Or mm-hmm. you might give them a compliment or something like that, but it's got to be strength-centered. So you've learned something, you've given something to them, then you take something away. And based on the conversation, you might say, Deb, you know, it would be great uh, to follow up on what we're talking about. And, you know, with your permission, would it be okay to link in with you? With your permission, would it be okay to set up a meeting, you know, in a few weeks to talk further about what we both do? Something mm-hmm. to that where you're actually asking for some sort of follow-up and then basically summarize Thank the person and then actually follow up. Okay. I mean, now, pretty what straight happens? Now again. Yes, go right. ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying again, that is something I, I like to even do when I'm on the phone talking to my clients because mm-hmm. even when you're talking to your current clients, and this is something that everyone I'm sure is aware of, and yes, it's, it's a reminder, that even you're talking to your current clients, your contacts, whoever it is, you can always be learning something new about them. You can always have some other piece. And somebody says something to you, even in a casual conversation, you remembered it, you wrote it down, you followed up with them. You're networking, and you're really deepening the relationship, and they don't even know how it happened. They're just like in mm-hmm. awe. Right. Well, and, you know, I, it's one of those things, too. You know, I mentioned when we were first talking about you know, women and men, sometimes we think we don't need to remind somebody about what we do. And then the funny thing is, you know, I'll talk with somebody who I've, say maybe I've met them at a networking event, and I see them every single month, you know, so this is something, you know, that, and and then, you know, after two years, they say, that's what you do? Because somehow Mm -hmm. I never, so how do you kind of, you know, because I know that it's all about getting them to talk about themselves, you know, and and really finding out what they need and what they want, but how do we gently get that back in with, oh, and by the way, here's what I do. Yeah, or something like, you know, when somebody tells you something, you can say, you know, that's interesting because in my business or in my practice or one of the things that we concentrate on or as we were talking on our last conversation, I wanted to tell you that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the areas that we really focus on is this. So that's why you really, really have to listen because you have so many opportunities to be able to throw that back in. Mm -hmm. Right, and and I think it's, it's funny because, you know, we have been kind of taught that we don't, keep telling people here's what we do here's what we do here's what we do but at the same point if you don't remind them they might not remember exactly because people have so much on their mind as you and i both know whether now it's all the noise that we get online or even when somebody's talking to us and specifically when we're on the phone we know people are are usually multitasking and -hmm. you know the 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 line that or the the statistic that 55 percent of our communication is visual Right. You've really got to pay attention, but you've got to be there totally present. A lot of people can fake being there, but we, mm-hmm. we know that and you've got to be totally present. 38% is our tone of voice, the inflection ah. goes back and forth to really show that you're listening, you're paying mm-hmm. attention. Women also are good at doing this. We pick up on those types of things. And we're not even talking about now, we're talking gender, we're not even getting into the four dominant personality styles. Mm-hmm. So how do you really size up the person that you're connecting with right away? And when I meet size up, that's not even a good phrase, but when you're actually connecting with that person, and that's something that happens automatically, as we know, you meet somebody and internally in their own mind, they're having their own conversation, they're judging and evaluating us. We're doing the same thing all the time. So right. how do you do all these things to, quote, multitask? So mm-hmm. you're connecting with those people and you're doing it, but you're inserting. 
in there. Oh, mm-hmm. that reminds me of, because it shows you listen to what they said, and you said we do that in our particular practice, or one of my areas of expertise is, or you don't want to say as a reminder, you just want to insert it in mm-hmm. gently. Right. Well, and you know, one of the things that I've noticed when I'm talking with people, and, and this it tends to be more of a, a female trait also, is we do the nodding, we do the yeah. mm-hmms, and we're not really paying attention. Um, you know, it's, no. it's just, we, he, he, we're wanting, and maybe that is kind of that nurturing thing, or maybe it's habit, you know, and, and all of those where they're telling us all about whatever it is, their business, their weekend, and we're just going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. But we don't remember a thing they said, right? Right. Exactly. So, but it, we're showing tell me that more that, about so, actively listening, you know. How yes. do we get past the mm-hmms, mm-hms right. to really be paying attention to what they're saying? You really want to look at the person, and you really don't want to go on a mental excursion, as I say. You really want to focus and pay attention. And it's something because a lot of times women do, what we do is we nod and do the nodding and the and the eyes contact to show that we're listening, but we're really not. Mm-hmm. So what we really want to do is really focus on that and say to yourself, I am paying attention to exactly what this person mm-hmm. says. Every time our mind starts to wander, and it's like anything else. You just have to practice it. Right. And I know, I mean, I'll ask people again, I'll say, you know, Deb, just tell me uh, again, you know, as you were talking about that, you mentioned so-and-so, please, you know, elaborate a little more on that and focus. I'll ask, sometimes I will ask somebody, like, how do you spell your, your full name? You know, how do okay. you spell it? And people will say, mm-hmm. what if the person's name is, like, for example, your name is, I'm, I'm is Deborah. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I might say, Deborah, how do you, how do you spell that? And you might think, well... Because really, there's a couple of ways to spell that, mm-hmm, right? You know, and and you might say, "Call me Deb." You know, if I'm mm-hmm. focusing, I know it sounds just so basic, but what you're doing, you're training your mind to actually listen. And mm-hmm. you know, there's a secret word in the word "listen," using all the letters that are jumbled up, and that word is silent. If anyone ah. wants to test this later, so that's what we really have to do. We have to t- turn down the, the rattling voices in our own mind to really pay attention, actively listen, because we speak at one rate, but we have the capacity to listen at a much mm-hmm. larger rate, if you will. So that's where all that extra comes in. Right. So well, focused. and I think it, it, you know we're, we're multitasking, and and we're we so are. used to that that we you know we might be kind of listening with half an ear but we're also thinking about this is what i have to do on the way home this is an email that i just got and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 and then pretty soon the person asks us a question we're thinking uh oh <laughs> and that happens a lot of times and that happens it's so interesting you say that because as we all know and everyone who's listening can relate to this it happens when you're on a conference call if you got other people on the call and someone right. will say, okay, uh, you know, Deb, what, what's your opinion on that? And you're like, oh, my goodness, right? For that split mm-hmm. second, you might have been somewhere else. And now how do you go back and, you know, answer the question? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, well, and so it's the same, but we don't want to do that when we're actively communicating with somebody or, mm-hmm. is, you know, networking. Like I said, sometimes people think of it negatively because they think mm-hmm. it's something they have to go do. When mm-hmm. I say it's a life skill, it's a core competency, it's something that we're actively engaged in all the time. It's a noun. It's a verb. It's all these different things. Mm-hmm. But when we're doing it, when we're engaged in the process, connecting with somebody else, one-on-one communications, that's interpersonal skills. Mm-hmm. Well, and and it's building those interpersonal skills for professional and for personal. Um, exactly. You know, because, you know, if you're, if you're having coffee with a friend or, you know, you're on a date or talking with your spouse or whatever, 
you know, especially talking to your children, you have to have that active listening. And how many times do we drift off and we're not paying attention? Um, you know, I'm, exactly. I'm a big Star Trek fan and, and you know, of, of all oh. the different versions. And I remember one of the, the ones that I remember the most is when Data is actually dating someone. And, okay. you know, he, he's having some interaction with her. And she says something along the lines of, Data, were you even listening to me? And he, of course, says, well, yes. And she says, well, what were you thinking about? And, of course, he's a computer. And so he said, well, I was thinking about what yes. you just said. And I was thinking about this. And I was thinking about that. And, and I was listening to this symphony. And, and he had, like, six different things that he was very able to do because he was a computer. And she kind of looks at him and she says, well, at least I was in there somewhere. Um, you know, and, and I try and keep that in mind when I'm networking is I don't want somebody to just be in there somewhere. I want them to know that they're the focus of my attention. And you just said a key thing because that's what which is the most amazing quality. And we know when somebody does that, somebody is really like we're the only person in the world that they're really focused on us. I think it was Emerson who said it's a luxury to be listened to and understood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, think about that. How many times people will, you know, they'll be, you know, and I've used this as a joke sometimes when I'm in doing a workshop, and how many times does somebody walk in on a Monday morning and they say to a coworker, you know, how was your weekend? And the other person says, you know, I broke my leg, and the first person says, terrific, let's get started on our meeting. <laughs> they didn't right. even hear the person, right? And mm-hmm. it's such a, this is so basic, and yet it's so critical. So I always mm-hmm. say, really, look at the person, involve yourself in the conversation, mm-hmm. You know, steady your nerves because that's one of the things that comes up where people that are impatient or, and I shouldn't even say impatient, it's how we're wired. If I'm a very bottom line, get to point person and I'm talking mm-hmm. to someone who maybe wants to analyze and talk a little bit more, you know, that other, the first person might be saying get to the point already, but the other person is how they communicate. Mm-hmm. So it's like really then, you know, to talk less, listen more. I actually bite my tongue. Mm-hmm. If we think right, about that, I mean, back the basics, and again, don't go in on those, and then think about the other person's needs, that they're actually taking the time to give you information about themselves or their business or whatever, and even though we want to say, yeah, but I want to tell them about my business, mm-hmm. you know, Dan- Bill Carnegie, who was a fantastic author speaker, and I was a, uh, actually fortunate enough to be a um, an instructor for years wow. at that mm-hmm. program. It, and, and during the evening, when I was during the day, a magazine publisher, it was the most in, incredible life skills preparation. And he would always say, let the other person save face. Let the other person do the talking. And you'll always have a chance to put your information in because people mm-hmm. want to talk about <clears throat> themselves. It goes right. back to the basics. You know, if he were alive today, he would be considered a modern-day networker. But that word mm-hmm. wasn't even around when he right. was alive. Right. Well, and it comes back to exactly what you were saying, bite your tongue, but show that you're actively listening by asking those questions, um, you know, and, and that way then they know that you're paying attention. So it's, it's ask them the question, get them to keep speaking about themselves as opposed to, oh, I had something similar happen to me or let me tell you about my business. It's, you know, keep the focus on them. Great. Cool. Well, well, nobody cares how much you know until they, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that line, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So that mm-hmm. whole kind of thing where when you really ask, tell me more about that, tell me about that, because what happens is then you have that opportunity to insert what you do, and then mm-hmm. they're interested because right. now you've shown an interest in them. And, you know, mm-hmm. again, I don't have to say this. I know you know this and all your listeners know this. It's got to be done with authenticity. Mm-hmm. 
you know, people can see through, you know, as we all know. And we know what I call the negative networkers out there. I don't know if you're going to ask me about them, but we can see them a mile away. Let's, let's talk about those when we come back from the break um, because okay. there are okay. those people that, you know, you know yeah. that they're just standing there going blah, 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 as you're, right. you know, and, and they really don't care what you say, but they're there because they have to network or, you know, all those things. So we're going to go ahead and, and take our break, and when we come back, let's talk about the negative networkers and how you deal with them, and then I also want to find out more about those four personality styles that you mentioned. So I am okay. Deb Creer talking with Andrea Nuremberg on Mile High Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you for being a friend. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is a Colorado nonprofit corporation formed by Julie and Doug Hutchison to help individuals, particularly children and young adults who have epilepsy. The main focus is to raise funds to provide grants for trained seizure response dogs that may be able to detect an oncoming seizure and provide warnings and or respond after the onset. The foundation also provides MFIT monitors for those in need. MFIT movement monitors are the latest technology for monitoring and individual who, during sleep, may experience seizures, which a caregiver or family member should be alerted to. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is named for Julie and Doug's beloved daughter, Chelsea, who died in her sleep during a seizure in April of 2009. The cause of her death is called SUDEP, or Sudden Unexplained Death in Epilepsy. During the six years that Chelsea had seizures, no one had ever told the Hutchisons that a seizure could take her life. As a result of that omission, the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation raises SUDEP awareness so other families are not blindsided in the same way that they were. For more information on the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation, please click on the banner ad right here on milehighradio.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Clint Dickinson of Dickinson Chiropractic. Have you ever wondered why families go to chiropractors? Well, I'm here to give you a little testimonial from a family in my office. They came in for neck pain and uh, hip pain, and they've noticed that their overall health has dramatically improved. Their family has been 19 months free of illnesses of any kind. Their three young girls have not been sick since November of 2009. They have not missed school due to colds, flu, or anything. If you'd like to take advantage of that and get your family well, give my office a call at 303 303- 688-2300-303-688-2300. Nothing says, I love you, more than milehighradio.com. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. And we are back. I'm Deb Creer, and I'm having a great time talking about networking tips and techniques with, as she calls herself on her own website, the queen of networking, um, Andrea Nuremberg. So before we go any further, Andrea, tell people how they find you and how they connect with you online. Well, several ways. The easiest way is through my website, NurembergGroup.com. That's N I E R. E-N-B-E-R-G group.com and because we're mm-hmm. all such social media uh, participants LinkedIn I'm just there as Andrea Nirenberg and also on Twitter A Nirenberg so come forward to all thank you so much perfect perfect and well it's 
I've been making all these notes as we've been talking about. Oh, let's yeah. make sure we talk about you know, all these. So let's talk about that negative networker. And I'm not meaning yeah. negative as in somebody who's not good at it, because hopefully we're going to make everybody good at it. But what about that negative networker? And, and what do we do when we see them coming and, you know, all those various things? So what actually makes a negative networker? Well, somebody who, and again, you're right, people don't even know sometimes that they're doing it negatively, mm-hmm. but it's too much that it's all about what's in it for me, you know, the W-I-I-F-N. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So they will go to, specifically, I've seen people do this at events, any type of event, and they'll immediately jam a business card into the other person and say, here's what I do, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for us. They haven't even learned about the other person. They haven't even made any kind of connection. They don't mm-hmm. even know anything about the other person's needs or wants or whatever, and they immediately just go for that, if you will. Or and I, it's crazy, but I've seen people do this. Or like I'm at a wedding or anything like that, and someone says, "Let me tell you what I do and how you might be able to use my services." No foreplay, so to speak. There's right, no right. beginning. There's no mm-hmm. start the process or anything. Mm-hmm. And then we've also seen people who, once they get what they want, someone says, "Terrific, let me follow up with you." Never to be heard from again. Mm-hmm. Never any sort of reciprocity. Never any. Thank you, which is amazing to me because we've all had this happen, and I've asked this question in workshops. How many of you have ever made a connection for someone else? You've introduced them. You've done something for them. You've done something never to be heard of again. A lot of mm-hmm. hands go up. The person didn't even take even a text, isn't a thank you note. I mean, I'm right. a big believer of, of the handwritten thank you note. I'm an advocate for that. But so many people I'm saying today, send an email. Go, go somewhere, but just show your appreciation. Mm-hmm. And my father, who's up in heaven, was fantastic at these skills, and he was a physician. He didn't even know the word networking, but he always said, give without remembering, receive without forgetting. And that's mm-hmm. such a key thing. Just give. Put things out there. Give information away. It will come back to you, you know, tenfold when you least expect it. So that's mm-hmm. the idea. But negative networkers are only thinking about myself. I, I need something. I need to right. sell a product. Mm-hmm. I need a job. I need. It's not about how do we grow, how do I learn from the other person. I have on all my books, how do you give first? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and and it is about that giving, and it's about making those connections with people. Um, you know, a great example is the person who introduced us, Scott Sawyer, who I believe is listening. If not, he's, if he's not listening, he's going to listen to the archive. But he listened to me when we when we were talking, and he said, I have a great person that you need to connect with. And then he did a virtual introduction between you and I. And so, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, it was it was fabulous of him and definitely want to thank him, but he was actively listening and saying, here's who I would like to put you in contact with. You know, and, and I love and people Scott who Sawyer do that. is mm-hmm. fantastic, and I will go on public radio and say that he's been my <laughs> webmaster for five years now, and I met him through somebody else who was mm-hmm. connection, and the first thing I did was respond to that person to say thank right. you. And mm-hmm. then Scott and I, we check in with each other every week. He's fantastic. He is excellent. He's mm-hmm. excellent at what he does. He's an excellent networker, and he would laugh because he would say, I'm an introvert. Well, guess what? Introverts make some of the best networkers. Right. I'm an introvert. I'm a learned extrovert right. when I'm at an mm-hmm. event. But the idea is you are 100% right, Deb. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Listen follows through and does what we all, you know, mm-hmm. made and, and became an ambassador. Actually, right. he created something. He made a win-win. Terrific mm-hmm. example. 
Well, and there's so many times when we are focused on our own business. You know, and, and we have bills that we have to pay. You know, we have of all course. those things. But I have found that it's whether it's business karma or, you know, what goes around, comes around, all those various I things. Guess. When you've taken the time to, to connect somebody with somebody else, even if I'm giving business away, you know, maybe I'm saying, hey, you know, I can't do what you need for social media, but here's a good person to talk to. It comes back, um, you know, and, and so the oh. second we focus on just ourselves, I think we're losing, um, you know, and, and so that's where it's so important to connect with people. I agree with you so much, and it's so true. I mean, it goes back to just basic communication. You know, again, common sense is not always common practice, mm-hmm. but it's right. true. It's so true. Right. Now, you mentioned introvert and extrovert and all those uh-huh. those things, you know, and, and but let's talk about the four personality styles and how, yes. you know, if you're one of those styles, how do you network? And if you're talking with someone who is one of those styles, how do you network with them? Well, you know, it's so true because I'm sure many of us inherently and just instinctively we know when we're talking to someone else who we click with or we're talking to someone else who maybe doesn't see the world exactly the way that we do. Maybe their, their, their style is different. And mm-hmm. it's not that they don't get it. It's just that we're wired a little bit differently. You right. know the dominant bottom line personality, very direct, get to the point. So a lot of times they make decisions very quickly. And, and when you network with them, you'll know right away. You can also tell a lot of times from body language and mm-hmm. eye contact. And also two of the styles could be better listening skills than the other two. And I always say one is the dominant style, the very bottom line, get to the point type, and everything mm-hmm. with them, you want to focus on the what. Be efficient. Really listen, and don't make a lot of small talk. You know, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll talk small talk when they're ready to, but if you really want to connect with them, this is the time to really focus, 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 and listen to them. And you mm-hmm. can tell a lot when you're speaking to someone. They've got only a few minutes to connect with you before they move on to the next person. So you want to make your approach really to the point. Learn about them, one-liners. That's why we have those headlines, if you will. The, mm-hmm. the influencing type of personality or the one that I like to call is the sale more the sales personality. They're persuasive, they're animated expression, a lot of expression. They like to help others. They like to focus on a lot of things, but they may not always be listening when you're connecting to them. So you want to again mm. focus on them mm-hmm. sincerely. Ask more questions about them. Know that they'll flit around, if you will, from one subject to the other. And you want to be able to follow up with them something to them in writing However, less is more. They're not interested in a lot of, you know, sending a full document of, let me send you a follow-up on a report that we did or something you might be interested in reading. No, send them as little as possible because they have quick attention spans. And they Ah. do want to help other people. So focus Mm -hmm. on the who with them. Show a lot of empathy with mm-hmm. the what I call the amiable type of personality and that's the one before when we were talking. They will be they'll smile, they'll nod, they'll be amiable and patient, but they may not be listening to a thing that we've said. And mm-hmm. because also they're just thinking they don't want to be rude. So with that person is you want to ask more how questions and you want to be able to you know, how'd you get into your line of business? Tell me a little bit more, you know, how you do that or something to that effect. Be supportive, show that you're really caring and mm-hmm. be patient. They are good listeners, by the way. And then the fourth is what I call the analyzing personality, the conscientious. Mm-hmm. They're very cautious, compliant, accurate. Very A lot of times, by the way, the last two, the um, amiable and the analy- analyzing type of personality, those are the ones 
that are the better listeners and those are the ones that are also the ones that are more, you know, one's feeling oriented, one's logically oriented, but Mm -hmm. they will pay attention to what you're saying. The last one, they're the ones that will like lots of data. Tell me more. You want to focus on the why with them and be very logical in your communication. Mm -hmm. Well, now, you know, know, we we recognize, you know, that those, how... eh, so let's let's do some more concrete examples. You know, you've I've walked up to to you, say for example, mm-hmm. and you know you you mentioned that you're kind of uh, what what type of personality are you, and really what type of information are you looking for from me? Well, it's funny. I I think that we're all chameleons. And we kind of go into all of them. But if I had that was if somebody held a gun to my head, I would mm-hmm. say I'm an expressive personality. Okay. So I listen. And, you know, more in the sales type of end of the business. Mm-hmm. So I would be, I would want somebody to be social at first too, you know, you know, maybe compliment on something or ask me an open-ended question or something to the effect where mm-hmm. that they were really, they were there, you know, energetic, if you will, mm-hmm. a lot of that. And focus on that, you know, um, tell me a little bit about about yourself, like what mm-hmm. what kind of business are you in, and who do you focus on? What are your area? You know, who is your area that you want to go to, so that I could then talk about that. But then I would want mm-hmm. to be that the that personality likes to talk. So mm-hmm. knowing that, it's always good for someone who is maybe a different personality style to walk up to them because they won't have to do as much of the talking. They just have to ask questions and listen, mm-hmm. and then. Right. To be able to draw out what we talked about previously. Oh, that's interesting because, you know, Deb, as you were mentioning, about what you do, one of the things that I would do in my business is, so you actually insert that in, but that's where, okay. again, you want to go for what I call the headline type mm-hmm. of introduction where the more analyzing type of personality wants you to really talk more about that. Now, now again, this also goes back to are you talking one-on-one to them or mm-hmm. are you at an event where you don't have a lot of time? So this is all back in the follow-up. So it's almost like putting yourself into each situation. And we've all been through Myers-Briggs or the DISC type of personality styles. I would tell everyone, go back and review some of the qualities about mm-hmm. each style. And then you, you just basically kind of act it out as you're in the, in the situation. And mm-hmm. the more you do it, the more it becomes more natural. Because somebody right. won't walk up to you and say, hi, Deb, I'm bottom line, get to the point. <laughs> How do we do it? We do it through observation, mm-hmm. through listening. That's why when people say, oh, this is really easy to do, it sounds easy, it sounds simple, it's a little bit more difficult to implement mm-hmm. when you do it conscientiously. Well, and one of the things you mentioned that's so important is we kind of go in and out of all of those modes. Um, oh, you know, exactly. it, it depends on... Our mood, you know, there are times where, I, you know, I, I am obviously a very social person. Um, you know, I can yes. talk to the post or to the wall and make a friend. But, <laughs> man, there are times where I just want to go and stand in the corner, but I've already paid my money or you know, whatever it is. And, and, and I recognize that in people, too. When I go to talk to them, I can tell that there's maybe it's that there's something wrong and so then i can you know then all of a sudden business is put aside and i say you know is there something going on here you know are you okay and uh, you know or you know now one of the things that i love about social media is it often gives me something to ask them about you know i've i read their post on facebook and so i can you know talk to them about that fabulous garden or you know all of those things and and that's really good especially if i know that maybe they are an introvert and it's it's difficult for them to to do that 
I can use social media to maybe put them at ease. You know, maybe it's that I saw in LinkedIn that they like to read mysteries. You know, and I tell people exactly. it's okay to put that stuff on LinkedIn. Um, you know, we, we have that connection in there because I want to put them at ease, especially if I know that they're not comfortable talking about themselves. You are so right, which is why, and as we know, the first thing that if you're going to go to an event, you do some research, you do some homework, who might be there, who might I run into, who are some of the people identify mm-hmm. in advance. But one of the things, even before any kind of conversation or a meeting, we can go exactly, go to LinkedIn. You learn about people, and I love that part about tell me mm-hmm. your interests or tell me. So that's a perfect way to develop common like like bonds and things mm-hmm. like that, so level playing field. You have questions to ask people. Sometimes when we don't have that luxury before because say we just walked up to somebody at an event or something like that we have to really pay attention and be able to you know kind of pull that out of them based Mm -hmm. on something that they do i mean i i will ask maybe one question and if you see that's not a place to go you switch it or something else and then all of a sudden i I watched this like last week i was working with a group and one man walked in head down didn't really want to be there didn't talk and at uh, one point I said, you know, uh, how's your summer going on something? And he mentioned his kids. And I said, oh, really? And he said something about swimming. He says, yes. And I said, tell me more. And he said, they are competitive swimmers. Well, at that point, he didn't shut up. Right. He didn't even stop talking. All the, His mm-hmm. whole body language changes. His whole persona changed. Mm-hmm. So that by the time we started the session, and it was interesting, he was there, he was present. And I mm-hmm. used him as an example later. And he was like, that's fine, because mm-hmm. it was so true. It was talking about something that was your, the person was interested in. And for the people that are impatient and say, I only have X amount of time during my day to network, what they don't realize is that we're really doing it all the time, but we don't call it networking. Mm-hmm. We're listening to somebody. We're digging deeper into a relationship. We're learning about them. Even when we go to an event and you're meeting somebody, maybe you met them last at the last event, you're now learning a little bit more about them, or the basics is really to follow up afterwards and have those, right. those one-on-ones. But you're doing that all the time. So I always say in my networking, I have a networking checklist. And by the way, mm-hmm. I'm happy if you ever want, I'm happy to send it to you or to your, if you want to send it to your readers oh, or your listeners, excuse oh, me. That would be perfect. And just mm-hmm. basic things, just basics if you will. But it's just like mm-hmm. I, I call it my little template. Mm-hmm. Well, Sometimes and. What you do to prepare. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and it, it really is about preparing. Um, you know, I yeah. always, if I'm going to go hear somebody speak, you know, and so I know, you know, Andrea is the featured speaker today. I look up something in advance because, you know, I'm, since I'm obviously not one of those shy people, I try to speak to the speakers and, and introduce myself. Now, exactly. you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, if, if I looked something up in advance, that's, you know, that's good. And, and, but, you know, there, there is also that negative where we have the oversharers or the people who post something inappropriate on Facebook. And oh, we've gosh. seen that. Um, yeah, and then it's like, oh, I'm a little awkward talking to this person because they just posted that. TMI. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, and, and so that's why I always caution people, you know, don't be the TMI person. Um, you know, if you don't want the whole no. world knowing your business, then don't post it on Facebook because, you know, say you are at a networking thing and, and you know, I, I was looking at somebody the other day and, and he had posted that he was, you know, getting ready to, or he was in the middle of a divorce and was having to declare bankruptcy and, oh, there was just all this detail. Well, then, of course, when I meet him in person, that's all I can think about. <laughs> and, of course. 
Oh, you know, and, and so it, it is one of those things where we have to be very cautious about what we're putting on social media. And I'm not saying don't put it. You know, it's, it's, it's a personal choice for everybody. But just realize that that might be what they're thinking about when they, they meet with you for a business meeting. It's so amazing that you say that because um, I also speak at quite a few colleges and even uh, high schools at some time. Mm-hmm. And when I will tell young people, be careful of what you post on Facebook or whatever mm-hmm. because college, you know, admissions, people are reading right. today. I mean, as mm-hmm. we know, um, employers are definitely reading. I mean, I see mm-hmm. people post pictures about on themselves. I said, would you want your employer to see that picture? I said, mm-hmm. Think about the fact that if it's down to you and someone else and you have the exact same technical and business skills and they still can't make a decision, very Mm -hmm. often they're going to reach out to what's out there. And we know today everything is online. Same thing with Twitter. I mean, Mm -hmm. mean, as you know, you're the expert. I mean, it is everywhere. So you've Mm -hmm. got to be so... So, um, you know, up to date and and think about being air on the side of being conservative when you put Mm -hmm. your, your... persona out mm-hmm. on the world because it's up there it takes a long time for it to get rid of first right. impressions are lasting oh oh definitely well we're it's, ready to take another know, break it, it, they are i mean we can change mm-hmm. we can change them yep. oh yeah oh, okay. you know and, and and i think that's something that people need to realize yeah oh it is going by fast you know you can go back and change those first impressions um but you know, it, it, it's better to, to have made a good first impression to start with. So um, we are going to go ahead and, and take our next break. When we come back, you know, Andrea, I want your help because I'm one of those people, and I know it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I can't remember people's names. So, you know, okay, and, yeah. and you know, oh, and heaven forbid when I go to the networking things and they don't wear name tags. Oh! But, mm-hmm. you know, I, let's walk through one of those because I think that is one of the biggest fears that people have about networking is they don't remember they do. people's names. I might remember what they do, but I don't remember their name. So, you know, when exactly. we come back, we're going to talk about that. I am Deb Creer talking okay. with Andrea Nuremberg on Mile High Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a con Great shows, great music, milehighradio.com What are you listening to? Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, Screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, sew on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for milehighradio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel. Hi, Chris here from Yambana Gluten-Free Bakery. Do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? 
you may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yambana, we bake the best-tasting gluten-free items hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to yumbanashop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code MILEHIGHRADIO. Yumbanashop.com. Yep, here's your problem. You haven't been listening to MileHighRadio.com. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And we are back. I'm Deb Creer. We're having a great time talking networking tips with Andrea Nuremberg. And before the break, I said, you know, I have one of those things that so many people have. I cannot remember people's names. So, Bob, tell us how we remember people's names. <laughs> oh, thank you. First of all, it's Andrea. That's okay. But uh, <laughs> funny thing is, and you are so right. Well, first of all, when we say I'm bad at remembering names, believe it or not, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I, I tell people, mm-hmm. knock that out of your vocabulary. Say mm-hmm. I'm getting better at this skill all the time. Mm-hmm. Then when you connect with somebody, it's almost a three-point process. It's like you first form an impression. So I call it the IRA. First form mm-hmm. an impression of that person. Their appearance embedded into your mind. Re- again, remember like their eye color and ask them when they say their name, tell me your name and you know, you'll say Deb Cryer. And I might mm-hmm. take it. That's, uh, tell me, is it, is it, uh, Deb or Deborah or what do you prefer? You said Deb, mm-hmm. but for me to really remember, I might say Deb, Tell me how you spell your full name, Deborah. Now you might okay. think, well, that's a crazy question. What if my name is Scott? Well, besides our friend Scott Sawyer, I have a client named Scott, another Scott who only spells his name with one T. I have a mm-hmm. Rick that spells his name R-I-C. I have Kathy mm-hmm. that spells it K-A-T-H-I-E. Mm-hmm. So people are very sensitive. So even if you say that, you can just say, and people will always compliment me and say, thank you for remembering how to spell my name when I write them Mm -hmm. a a note or an email. So really concentrate on that. Again, so you really get into your mind. Repeat the name back as you're talking. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, you repeat it back, not too many times, because what you don't want to do (laughs) is make it redundant, where, you know, Mm -hmm. like, then it becomes an annoyance. But if you just repeat it back, like, you know, so Deb, as you were mentioning before, or something, or you say Deb, but somebody might say, you know, um, my friends call me Deb. I prefer to be called Deborah. You never know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially right. when you're first meeting someone, which goes back to very strong listening. And don't give someone a nickname unless they tell you to give them. That's the mm-hmm. other thing. Because you know how people have said, you know, I go to an event. My name is James, and already somebody's calling me Jim. Mm-hmm. Again, again, let the. So I know it sounds so basic, but again. People. So impression, mm-hmm. repetition, and then if you can form some sort of an association about mm-hmm. that person. Now, sometimes people will say that even gets crazier. I should say that it makes it easier. Really focus on impression, repetition, and before the end of the comment. And I'll also write it down. So I always mm-hmm. have a notepad with me when I'm talking to somebody. If I 
miss if I leave you and then all of a sudden I um, you come up to me later and then all and I'm saying, oh my goodness, her name went right out of my mind, right? Mm-hmm. You know, very often we'll say people get all nervous and they don't know what to do. I'll just say, remind me of your name again. People mm-hmm. will do that. Don't say, I forgot your name. I'm bad at names. Whatever. I just say, remind me of your name again and just go mm-hmm. on. The person will usually say it's dead and then. You then repeat it and say it into your, you have to say it into your own brain and embed it in a couple of times silently so it goes in. Mm -hmm. No one's going to say, guess what my name is. They're going to just tell you their name again. But the Mm -hmm. reality is it's one of those things. It's pretty basic, impression, repetition, and then form an association. Like I used to know a man named Fred White. And I would always remember his name, his last name specifically because I would see him painting a white fence. Ah, Mm-hmm. And he was right. he was shaking hands with someone else that was a friend of mine named Fred. So therefore, I had Fred White. Mm-hmm. Now, again, some people say that takes too much time to remember all that. Then I go back to your basic: form an impression, tune up your listening skills, concentrate, and meditate on what that person said, and repeat it back. That's the mm-hmm. key, also. Because if you repeat it back, you don't have time to be thinking of what you usually want to say next. And that's why we don't mm-hmm. remember people's names. We're too busy thinking of the next thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, you know, you're, you're so right when you say, you know, if you ask somebody their name again, they're, they're perfectly fine with giving it to you. I've only oh. ever in all my networking had one person that got offended. And, you yeah. know, and, and I, you know, there are times where I network two and three times a week. And this person ran up to me. I mean, ran at a networking thing. Yeah called me Debbie, and most people don't call me yeah. Debbie, so that was kind of a, you know, that was, that's my signal that maybe this was somebody I knew growing up, or, you know, something, right. and I could not place her. Now, I'm very good with faces, you know, and, and but I couldn't, she was, a, I was drawn a total blank, so she calls me Debbie, her name tag was behind her lapel, so, you know, and, and hugs me, so clearly this woman knew me, and I'm thinking, oh dear, yeah. <laughs> And right. then she says, aren't you going to introduce me to your friends? And uh, I said, oh, I am so sorry. I, I can't remember your name. And she was offended and she left. And I, to this day, I still don't know who she is. And I still feel really? obviously very bad that I couldn't remember who it was. <laughs> I, of course, you know, ask other people, who is that? Who is that? Nobody knew who she was. And it was just, yeah. you know, and, and, and so that's kind of what I've taken away from that is, don't be offended. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody tells Never. me, you know, I'm sorry, I just am not remembering your name, I'm going to say, oh, it's Deb, you know, and, and um, you know, or whatever it is. I'm not going to be offended. You know, I might make a joke of it. You know, yeah. there's, hey, there's lots of us red hair people around here or something, but I am going to tell them my name again. And, and my exactly. husband, I actually have him trained. You know, if uh-huh. we go somewhere and I don't say, Tom, this is Andrea. Then he right. knows I've forgotten your name. And Good. so he will say, hi, I'm Tom. You know, and, and then yes. hopefully you, you say, oh, and I'm Andrea. But, um, you yeah, know, and exactly. that's just kind of things that people who network a lot can do. You know, <coughs> if exactly. I haven't introduced you, you know, you know please, you know, introduce yourself and, and things like that. Because that's what typically I do attend groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where the person, where the, I, in a way that other woman was sort of like the evil angel of networking mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she, oh. first of all, she took her own 
uh, on her own self to call you Debbie. Now you'd never introduce mm-hmm. yourself right. like that, no. correct? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you know, and you and you were being perfectly honest. You know what? You know, I I would say too. Please refresh my memory. Mm-hmm. Tell me, you know, or I would have said, you know, well, you know, you, the two of you know so much about it, kind of that you know about each other. So mm-hmm. what if you both introduce yourself to each other and maybe say to the right. other person, you go first or something? Mm-hmm. That way, you know. It kind of gets the ball, but I know mm-hmm. there are t- sometimes people that just want to almost put us um, in the hot seat, if you will, mm-hmm. and right. you know somebody like that. But it's funny because to this day you still remember that situation, mm-hmm. correct? Right, right. We, you know, and it, we remember those types, and you know, and, and we have a lot of names that go in and out of our brains, and you know, of we're course. very busy people, and so I don't think anybody should be offended if you do it politely, you know, and and just say, oh, good. You know, heavens, I have I have forgotten your name. Um, you know, and and you know, and, and almost always, you know, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, they will exactly. you know remind us of that name. But what are some other we've uh, we've got you know about five minutes left. So what are some other tips that you have for people who maybe they're the introvert? Or they right. they go to so many networking things that they get there and they just hi I'm Deb and I do social media. <laughs> you know and what tips why, you have? Right, and that's why I am going to send you our networking checklist because it's something you want to do before you Perfect. go to an event is plan in advance. Plan. Mm-hmm. Sort of think about what your goal is for the event. Uh, mm-hmm. Think about what your headline is going to be. Think about what when somebody says, what do you do? How can you give your 30-second introduction and then cool. lead into tell me about you? So that mm-hmm. way it puts the onus off of them and goes right on to the other. And mm-hmm. so it's almost like you want to plan. You want to be open to conversation and ask people open-ended questions. Tell mm-hmm. me more. How about that? What made you go into that? Something like that, because those things, especially when we're more introverted, I like to say many of us are ambiverts. We're kind of mm-hmm. a combination of both. But mm-hmm. you know, we think, and then have your own system so you know that you also are going to uh, reach out to people. If you can do any kind of preparation in advance, also say that you see somebody that you'd like to meet, and you, you're saying, "Should I walk up to them?" You know, do some investigation even before the mm-hmm. meeting. And go to their LinkedIn, go to their profile, just read about them. Don't necessarily link in with them. You haven't had the permission to do so, and you haven't met mm-hmm. with them yet. But right. it at least gives you an opportunity to be able to have done your homework and preparation mm-hmm. in right. advance. It, you know, just like be present. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. And things, and then, and also know it's, it's timely. You know, walk up to somebody, but take the time to do it, and then give yourself a pat on the back for doing it. Because you know what? A lot of times it's fearful to do that, to walk up mm-hmm. to people. I always say there are four, there are a couple of people at any event, and I'll tell real quick who you can always walk up to. If you're in there, you walk in, you're by yourself, and you say, oh my gosh, who am I going to speak to? Everybody that I've even done research on is busy. They're talking to someone else. I always mm-hmm. say, Take the initiative, walk up to where people stand at any type of networking event, the bar or the food, and just put out your <laughs> hand and introduce mm-hmm. yourself to somebody, right? I'm Andrea mm-hmm. Nirenberg. It's nice to meet you. What brings you here? First of all, the other person will at least start the conversation. Or um, when you walk in, the greeter or the organizer is a perfect person to introduce yourself to, to talk, say, this is my first time at this event, or I'm excited to be here. You know, Just learn a little bit about that person. Mm-hmm. Just connect with them. 
Um, also, if you're going to walk up to two or more people, you know, if two people are in a conversation, you don't want to interrupt them, especially if right. their feet are not open, you know, to, to mm-hmm, welcome mm-hmm. you in. But if it's three or more, just walk up to a group and stand there. They'll know you're there after a few seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you can right. just say, it's nice to meet. It's just realizing that when we go to an event, especially when we're introverted, when we go to some sort of an event, people are expecting us to take the initiative and mm-hmm talk because that's what we're doing at those types of events. Mm-hmm. So it's just getting out of our comfort zone to, to, mm-hmm. to do that. But specifically, prepare, prepare, prepare. Have your right. introduction, you know, and take the initiative and, and have your own system and then know that you can leave afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times the way we, we introverts get a lot more of their energy by being alone. So after 45 minutes, you might say, okay, I was here. I accomplished my goals. <laughs> I met two or three people. I did. Mm-hmm. I met two or three people. I learned about them. I have a way to follow up with them. Mm-hmm. I connected, whatever. I can now go and, you know, go home or something like mm-hmm. that. Right. Well, and, and what you mentioned is key. You know, it's the, the meet two to three people. You don't have to meet yes. every person in the room. Um, you know, and, and that's part of setting that goal, you know, especially if you're uncomfortable. If you're thinking, oh, there's 500 people here and I have to talk to all of them. No. Talk to two or three. No. Um, you know, and, and I also want to encourage the people who are maybe the good networkers. Look around and find those people who are standing by themselves. You know, now, now, you should be able to pick up by their body language. Are they wanting to be by themselves? Or do they have that exactly. deer in headlights look? You know, walk up and introduce yourself. You'll know pretty quickly, you know, are they open to that? Or, you know, exactly. say you they, they walk up and you've been talking to somebody. Use your body language. Turn toward them. You know, welcome them into that group. There is nothing worse than standing behind somebody and they just keep talking. You know, when you're, and then you're just kind of standing there like, oh, do, 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 do. You know, if you recognize, even if you're having a private conversation, you know what? If you're at a networking thing, you're there to network. <laughs> Finish Absolutely. that private conversation you- later. You are so key. You're so it's so true, and that's the whole thing. So just go with the flow, really. Perfect. And you know, again, I always say that it's common sense, just not always practice. And enjoy yourself. Enjoy mm-hmm. yourself. I always go with that goal. I hope I walk out today and I meet at least two to three people that I learned something. Mm-hmm. They've enlightened my life just by I learned something new. And a lot of times we meet people that we don't want to stay in touch with. That's perfectly fine too. Mm-hmm. But and we've learned, we've met negative networkers along the way, but we learn what not to do going forward. Great, great. So you always have well, a win-win. Andrea, tell people one last time how they find you online. Okay, nirenberggroup.com, which is N-I-E-R-E-N-B-E-R-G group.com, or on mm-hmm. Facebook or on LinkedIn. It's a- Andrea Nirenberg, or my uh, Twitter is A Nirenberg. And what I'm going to do, Deb, is afterwards I'm going to email you my networking Perfect. checklist and feel great. free to do whatever you'd like with that. Oh, I will. I will share that and and make sure that that we get it out there. Um, you know, thank you again for being on. This has been great. Um, I have a little programming note for next time. We are going to move the program to an hour earlier. So for those of you who listen, you know, faithfully every week, we're going to move just an hour earlier. That way, we're not quite so rushed at the end of the program. But you know, again, Andrea, thank you so much. You've got great tips, and I look forward to being able to share that information with everyone. A big for thank people, you to you and to Scott Siler. 
Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Another shout out to Scott, who is listening, because he he sent me a tweet in the middle of this to say that he was. So, you know, remember that. Carry it forward. Think of how you can help other people in business. It's not all about you. It is about building that network and building those relationships. So, Andrea, thank you so much. And everyone, have an absolutely fabulous day. You too. Bye-bye, Dan. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.